Hey everyone, Stephen Meadows here with Mind Your Business. Thanks for tuning into this bonus episode entitled Efficiency Hacks. So you all should know, if you know anything about me, that I really crave efficiency. I like when things go smoothly. I love to find easier ways to do things more quickly and with as few moving parts as possible. So I hope this episode helps to give you some tips and tricks to navigate through tasks a little bit more quickly. Have a great day and make amazing choices. Are you more efficient working at home? Working at home gives people the flexibility to be at home while still being able to collect a paycheck. But does working at home automatically make you get more done? Many people dream of being able to stumble out of bed and begin their workday. They argue that since they don't have the commute, they can start right away and essentially work during the time others would be using to commute. The argument is that it's less stressful not to have that commute hanging over them. Being able to spend more time with your family is another benefit people associate with working from home. You can be home when your kids come home from school. You'll be able to go to their after-school activities, such as sports games. People who work at home learn that it has unintended challenges associated with it. For instance, while it's nice to be around your family, are they letting you get your work done? Are you spending too much time with your family that is taking away from your responsibilities to your job? You need to work with your family to set up boundaries. This means you should dedicate a space like an office that you use to work. When you are in the office, your family needs to understand that interruptions are off-limits, unless it's an emergency. You will also need to handle interruptions by neighbors that may visit. While many of your neighbors will be commuting to work, there are more people working from home today. This increases the chances that some of your neighbors are working from home as well. It's tempting when you see them outside to see what they are up to, etc. It's okay to do this once in a while, but don't let it interrupt your job. Job burnout can happen just as easily when working from home as it does when you commute to the office. In fact, companies may expect more of you when you work at home and your time is going to be more scrutinized. You may end up working more hours even when you factor in the lack of commuting. Your boss may be inclined to call you up after work hours and ask you to handle some tasks. If she does this to all employees, then you may not be able to do much to change that. However, if she is singling you out because you work at home and she believes this gives her permission to call upon you, this may be something you need to handle. Can being more efficient lower stress? When you learn how to be more efficient, you get more work done, and you tend to do it better, all things being equal. This makes your boss happy, which means you won't get into trouble for not getting your work complete. You may be given more responsibilities as a result, but as long as you maintain your efficiency, you should be able to add those to your workload. Efficiency also means getting others to help you out. As you prove your effectiveness and your responsibilities increase, you should be able to get support for having others pitch in. 
When you get support from your boss, it will be more difficult for your colleagues to resist your authority. Besides, when you show them how to be more efficient, it will get them on board. They will likely ask others for help when that happens. This increase in efficiency is going to mean more work gets done, but it will take less time. You will constantly look for ways to do things better, whether it be via automation or use delegation, etc. Since you are getting more done with less, your stress levels will decrease and you will be happier at work. There will be some managers who don't see the forest for the trees, and the more work you get done, the more they see it as an opportunity to increase your workload. This can get to the point of adding to your stress levels if they don't support you. For instance, if they discourage you from delegating these new responsibilities, or they don't give you the tools you need, this will overwhelm you and add to your stress. If talking it out with your manager won't help, it may be time to look elsewhere. The good news is your increased skills in being efficient will help you land a new job quicker. When you learn how to be more efficient, you have greater control of your workload. Most people find they actually free up time when this happens due to economies of scale. This free time gives you breathing room, so you won't be so flustered all the time. You won't be scrambling to get your work done by the deadlines. Efficient people tend to have more opportunities available to them in their current employment situations as well as outside the organization. They will always be in more demand. The great part about this is it won't add to their stress levels. Can efficiency experts help your business? You read that being more efficient will make your company more competitive. That seems to make sense, at least from a theoretical perspective. You accept the premise and decide to hire an efficiency expert to evaluate and recommend improvements to your business. It seems like the right thing to do, but how do you go about finding experts who are qualified? This activity seems as though it can contain subjective judgments. If you are not familiar with what efficiency measures are, you are at the mercy of the expert. This is true with most experts in any field. However, efficiency experts are likely to be expensive. The first step when considering any candidate is to get some information about them. This could take a bit of detective work. It may require you to reach out to other companies who have used the candidates and are satisfied with their results. This may be easier said than done, as many businesses remain tight-lipped about the services or companies they use to improve their operations. They either want you to believe they didn't hire anyone, or they don't want you to have access to the same people who helped them. Thus, they simply won't respond to your inquiries. At the very least, find out how long the company you are considering has been in business. Is the company new? If so, this won't give you confidence of the company's experience. When you find companies who have been around for a while, ask them about any special licensing they can show you or high-level certifications they have obtained. Try to find out if these credentials are common for this type of service. Try to gather up as much information as you can online. 
If there are complaints, you can be certain you'll find them via search. If there are only a few complaints, it could be competitors who are bashing the company for the sake of keeping them from getting sales. However, if there are many complaints, this could be a good indication to steer clear away from the company. You want to be able to measure significant efficiency improvements with any expert you decide to use. Make sure you are comfortable with what constitutes improvement and insist on guarantees. As mentioned, this service is going to be expensive, so you need to be able to recapture the costs through successful implementation of his or her advice. Does your company need a silo coordinator? Do you know what a silo coordinator is? You probably don't because it's a made-up title. However, this doesn't mean that it shouldn't be considered as a job for many companies. It's likely the company you work for is divided into departments, or what is something referred to as silos. Departments become autonomous over time. This can be a problem when departments need to depend on each other to get their jobs done. A silo coordinator, for lack of a better term, could help bridge the gap between the autonomy that exists within groups. Without one, groups are left to their own vices when trying to use the services of other departments. While groups manage to get by coordinating activities with other groups, problems can slow the process down, which makes an organization less efficient. For example, what happens when a department with critical resources is booked up and unavailable? Other groups may complain to their respective managers, but those managers don't have much pull in helping resolve the situation. Enter silo coordinators. They can step in and bring up these types of issues to upper management. They will already have relationships with these higher managers, and they will be expected to reach out whenever needed. They won't be accused of going over the heads of departments, because that is their job. When there are conflicts and problems between groups, the coordinators will step in and try to mediate the situation. After hearing all sides of the arguments, they can come up with a solution that can help move the groups forward. Companies will need to give authority to these coordinators. Otherwise, they become figureheads who will only serve to placate the groups. This makes the entire concept of coordination fail. If they don't have the power, they simply are another layer of management that gets in the way of the process. It's probably a good idea to have multiple silo coordinators so that favoritism of groups doesn't become a problem, or at least doesn't become prevalent. Of course, you don't want too many coordinators, as this can slow down the process as well. Companies should probably work on coming up with better structures than silos and departments. However, because that's the way it's been done for a long time, this is not something that's likely to happen soon. Until it does, silo coordinators can be a great way to manage these silos so that companies can progress. How to be more efficient by wasting time. It seems counterintuitive to state that you could be more efficient by wasting time. But the truth is, when you allow yourself some flexibility in the process, you have the potential to make efficiency happen. 
This is not to say that you can spend six hours out of an eight-hour day wasting your time. You need to keep the ratio skewed to being productive. But trying to get too much done without having some you time is going to burn you out. The phrase wasting time is actually a misnomer in this case. What you are doing is setting aside some time to be creative or to get some exercise, etc. It could even be time that lets you clear your head by taking a walk or sitting in a room by yourself to get away from the grind. People make proclamations that they are too busy to waste time in the manner specified. But that could be a huge mistake. When you set aside that time to do something out of the ordinary or spontaneous, you often discover ways to do your main tasks better. For instance, suppose you went to the gym during your lunch hour and you took a class. In the class is someone who is involved in the same kind of business you are, but works for a different company. You both get to talking and become friends. Then, you exchange ideas, and in the process, discover information that you incorporate into your work. This exchange may not have happened in your workspace. Sometimes it takes outside entities to get our creative juices flowing. This is why it's always a good idea to look for different ways to accomplish the same tasks, or to talk to people you wouldn't normally talk to on a routine basis. You will need to make sure this time-wasting process, if it can be called that, is limited to a small percentage of your day or your to-do list. You still need to get your work done. But there is a reason why companies don't harp on their employees when they take some time to socialize in the coffee room, etc. Even within different departments, you can expand your knowledge base, and that is good for the company as a whole. Some people will go overboard with this and end up being late on their deadlines. Avoid this at all costs. Set goals for the day that give you a certain amount of time for yourself after completing a large portion of your daily routine. How to be more efficient. You hear all the time that you or your company needs to be more efficient. But do you know how to accomplish that? Efficiency seems like a word that is thrown out as the end-all be-all answer to problems within an organization. Without a proper plan, the likely result will be confusion and chaos. The following tips can help you when you are given the initiative to be more efficient. Time management. If you and your team are not managing your time efficiently, you are going to find it hard to move the company forward. The team will constantly be missing deadlines and playing catch-up. This makes the group look bad and causes undue stress on the team. The likely result will be high turnover at times when the team members are needed the most. Learning. Always be on the lookout for how to improve your job or your team's jobs. This often requires learning new skills. The more you learn, the easier it will be to find alternative methods that work better. Organization If your office environment is cluttered 
and there is no sense of organization, it can impact the productivity of the entire group. There are professionals who can assess your current situation and make recommendations on how to improve the environment. This can include such aspects as desk clutter, filing, and even ergonomic issues, and proper placement of fixtures or furniture. Automation. When you find ways to automate, this frees up your staff to work on more important tasks. Mundane tasks that eat away the time of your staff are the best candidates for automation. It is possible to go overboard with automation, which can cause slowdowns when the automation processes fail. Try to determine the best tasks to automate without overdoing it. Delegate. If you are micromanaging the work of your team, you won't have time to handle your own tasks. Your team won't respect the fact that you are doing tasks that they should be doing. You hired them for a reason. Let them get their jobs done. It's okay for them to come to you when they get stuck, but you should guide them rather than simply doing everything for them. Outsource. With corporate cutbacks, delegating may not be easy to accomplish. Companies are expecting their employees to do more with less. But managers still need to get their work done. In such cases, it may be worthwhile to consider outsourcing some of the tasks of your team. The benefits of outsourcing are that it does not increase the company's headcount. How to make your home more efficient. There is a lot of attention given to being greener. Aside from the political ramifications of the initiatives, making your house more efficient can help the environment, but can also save you a decent amount of money. Appliances are rated using the Energy Star rating system. The better the rating, the more you will save money. But it's a bit more complicated than this. You need to factor in the type of fuel your house uses. The better the system, the more you will save with these appliances. So even high-rated appliances won't do as well with an inefficient system. Another factor to consider is how long will it take to break even on your investment. If it takes 20 years to start seeing some benefits to your new system, and you are planning on moving in 15, you won't see any cost savings. While it is true that efficient houses command a higher selling price, you may not get as much as you put into making your house efficient. Of course, you may still choose to move forward with the changes because you want to be ecologically conscious. There is nothing wrong with that. But, if your motivation was to save costs as well, there are other factors to consider. You should also speak with your local municipality to find out if there are any rebates or tax incentives when making your house more efficient. This is becoming a popular trend. You do have to meet certain conditions, and again, you have to weigh what you are spending on the benefits you receive. Also, with systems like solar, electric companies may be required to buy back unused power from your system. Energy companies are also offering deals and incentives. For instance, 
you may be able to get free installation of solar panels offered by solar energy companies. They make their cost back from the percentage of energy that you save, or they receive the amount the electric company buys back from you. There is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to making your house more efficient. It takes careful planning, and you may want to do it in phases to keep the costs down. You should consider speaking with your utility company, as they often employ experts who are familiar with all the variables that you will have to deal with. Be aware that these consultants often work for the utility company, so their motives may come into question. You should consider hiring your own expert to keep them on the level. How to make your workouts more efficient. One of the reasons people hate going to the gym is because they have to spend hours there to get any benefits. But there are ways to make your workouts more efficient, which means you won't have to spend as much time at the gym. Do some of your exercises at home. If you have some dumbbells lying around, keep them in your family room or whatever room you spend most of your time. While watching television, stand up and use the dumbbells for one set. Do this on the commercial breaks. You can also do a set of sit-ups while watching television or whatever you do in your spare time. If you can get several sets in while you are at home, you will have to do less at the gym. By staggering these exercises, you will be more inclined to do them. Consider using the services of a personal trainer. These people go through a certification, which means they learn the best exercises to do in the shortest time possible. They will also show you how to do them right, and correct you when you are not. The downside to this is they tend to be expensive and require you to work with them on a weekly basis. You should also consider working out with a friend. It's much easier to keep after each other than it is to try to motivate yourself. A friend may also help to motivate you into going to the gym when you start to lose that drive. It's probably a good idea to keep the number of people you work with small. The larger a group is, the more they become distracted with talking too much. This can still happen when you work with one person. If it does, you can try to choose someone else as your workout partner. Another way to make your workouts more efficient is to come up with an actual plan for your workout. You could choose to hire a personal trainer just to come up with your plan and then do the workouts on your own. But, there is also plenty of information on the internet that can help you structure your own plan. Try out different plans you may find and write them down. Make sure you are consistent in working your plan and have a way to measure your success. Make sure that you factor in your diet when you are working out. Many people believe they can eat whatever they want since they are working out. This is false and you will not get as much out of your workout when you do this. Outsource your way to better efficiency. Humans are lousy multitaskers. Too many people claim to be great at it, but the truth is they are not. They are fooling themselves. If they take on too many tasks, 
the result is either they don't get anything done, or they have to cut corners in attempts to get everything done. Buddhists believe you should concentrate all your efforts on one task and become great at it. You will do it better than everyone else. It doesn't matter what the task is or how small. Just do your best to get it done using all of your efforts. There is a way, however, to multitask that will lead to efficiency gains. You can outsource some of your tasks. Outsourcing has exploded onto the scene in the past decade, and it is a great way to leverage your time. You can get multiple tasks completed in a fraction of the time, and depending on the quality of the outsourcers, it will be done correctly. The good news is, you can be selective on who you choose for your outsourcing. If one doesn't work out, you simply ask them to correct their mistakes, or you don't use them again. When you find a great team of outsourcers, you become an unstoppable force. More companies are adopting the approach of outsourcing. Many companies are outsourcing entire departments where this makes sense. Why fund a credit department when there is a company that can do it for you? The same is true for payroll, IT, and a host of other company functions. You don't worry about salaries or benefits when you do this. You simply pay a fee for services based on your agreement with them. Depending on the size of your company and the services that you are outsourcing, you can save a significant amount of money when you do this. Some companies are even allowing their employees to outsource portions of their duties, where it makes sense to do this. For instance, web programmers are not typically known to be good designers. The company either doesn't have a graphic design department, or the group is booked solid with work for other groups. Outsourcing the design can solve this dilemma and give the project the right look and feel. Of course, you will need to manage the outsourcers, and that often includes getting the specifications right for what you want to be accomplished. But this is a skill like any other and is something you will get better with over time. Time management and efficiency go hand in hand. If you want to know the best time management system available, the answer is choose one. This may seem like a cop-out to you, but it's like a gym membership. What is the most expensive gym membership available? The one you never use. Time management systems are going to have similar traits from one to the next. Whether one is better than the other is largely dependent on how it is trying to get you to use theirs. If you find a time management system, give it a shot and see if it is right for you. The key is to find one. That is going to be one of the main components of increasing your efficiency. If you read about a particular system, implement it for a couple of months and see how it goes. But, and this is crucial, keep going. The worst time management system is not having one. You will be spinning your wheels if you go this route. Time management is going to take discipline and habit, especially if you haven't been doing it. You need to get started and you need to continue using it.
If you are one that believes habits form in 28 days, then use your system for 28 days. Just make sure you have something in place that allows you to evaluate that system. Hopefully, you will be experiencing higher productivity during that period. Don't get discouraged if you stop using your system. Maybe it isn't the right one for you. Find another one. Ask colleagues and friends for suggestions. Just make sure you get back on the horse. Once your time management system is habitual and useful, there will be no stopping your progress. When you discover a time management system that works for you, become an advocate. You can help others and, in the process, help yourself. If you and your team are operating more efficiently through the use of proper time management, your company becomes a bit more efficient as a result. Who knows? Your team may become the model for the company. Stranger things have happened. One outcome that is highly likely is your team will get recognition. You will get your tasks done faster and will be able to take on more than you were able to before. You and your team will prove to your management that you are capable of taking on bigger and better tasks. It's all possible with the help of time management. Hey, one more thing before you go. I just wanted to tell you really quickly about an amazing service that I think you'll love. If you're in real estate and you are tired of trying to figure out social media content, I have got the thing for you. I helped a friend of mine develop a company called Gnome Marketing Group, and they offer Facebook page management for an incredibly low price. So basically how it works is you sign up, you make them an editor, on your business page and they will post 12 different posts per week. So it's two per weekday, one on the weekend each day for you. You don't have to do anything. They, they have hashtags and everything. It's really great. And it's incredibly cheap. If you go to knowthegnome.com slash coupon, you can sign up with my coupon code, Stephen 45 and get it for $45 a month. That's incredibly cheap for someone to do all your social media posting for you on your business page. Again, that's know the gnome, K-N-O-W-T-H-E-G-N-O-M-E.com slash coupon and use my coupon code Stephen45, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-4-5, $45 a month. It's $30 off. It's an incredible price. I hope you take advantage of it. It's an amazing service. Have a great one.